0: Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that's exactly the same every single week. My name is Gav Murphy and I started this as I was about to cough. Why don't you cough now? Is oh, it? I talked over you coughing. How over the bad, cough. bad podcasting. No, it's good podcasting. You should speak while Gav coughs. Yeah. In fact, we Full should Gav's all be scared. coughing can- as the other people are speaking. <laughs> Come on. Get in your coughs, coughs while <coughs> I'm filling good <coughs> podcast air. Now nice. it's your suit's turn to cough, <laughs> while I say that I'm
1: John Blythe, and today I will be taking you into Sleepyland with a lullaby feature
0: for the ages. And <coughs> I will be... Okay, the coughing thing is bad podcasting, you're right. Oh, okay. yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> My feature this week is all about a little thing I like to call, and the professional, medical professionals like to call, dermatitis. Wow.
1: Thank you. One last cough for the repetition's sake. Comedy, like that, yeah. And now (laughs) let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the show that starts every week with a little bit of chat about Venice. So sit back and enjoy this bit of chat about Venice. See you later. Cheers. Over to Venice now.
0: Go on, lads. Is it true that the water is rising to such extent that Venice might not be there soon? Yes. Is it? Venice floods four times a year on average. What? Um, How
1: floody does it get?
0: 14% of the city is underwater. That's not that Four much. times a year. That's not that much. much I mean, it, does it doesn't it sound like that much of a baller. Like. It's one-eighth and a bit. As long as I don't live in that Steve, bit. you know for, well, 14% is one-seventh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> And if what is one seventh, if not one eighth, and a bit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Venice is lovely. Um, um, is that true though? That it floods? Yeah, yeah. So it my it, girlfriend recently said, "Oh, we should go soon because it might not be there soon." And I was like, "That is entirely bollocks." They are uh, the city of Venice is facing several uh, existential crises. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which is flood related. The, <laughs> the floods. The fact that it, the water is coming in and and reaching, reaching increasing uh, heights. Um, so but when the water comes that's in... That's the only thing that they're famous for, and that's the thing that's going to kill it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, you love canals, do you? It's like when you, what a if, big
1: wave comes in, you go, whoa! And I imagine <laughs> that's a really, really slow, whoa! It's, it's about a month or so. It starts, <laughs> <laughs> we have to get sort of shifts of people to come in and take over, <laughs> so that they can all
0: maintain. It. What is that? Is it a Twilight Zone episode where it's like, oh, you like? <laughs> Canals, do you? How'd you like to live in a canal? <laughs> well, that would be lovely.
1: <laughs> that's genuine. The spookiest Twilight Zone ever.
0: That is, right. I think, because it's from The Simpsons, where he's oh, like, "Oh, you like donuts? How'd you like to eat all the donuts in the world?" Oh, oh, yeah. oh you yeah. like
1: money, do you? How would you like to be buried by a coin? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, TV was better back then. Than this. <laughs> when it floods, um obviously all the the uh, most of the streets there are made of water anyway. Yeah. But the streets that aren't made of water suddenly are also made of water, which right. is trouble. Um, but they bring out these little raised platforms. they just put on all the streets so people can still walk around. Yeah. Um, above the water. When just use the boats that they've got? Town the little Jesus. The little street boats. They you use those instead of platforms. The gondolas, they are very yeah. expensive. Are they? Yeah. Do you go in one? Uh, no, it's 80 euro for 40 minutes. It's a proper tourist trap. Ooh. Um, is there he, a local way of doing that or is it just there are water taxis, up? which are just like the the tube, but are floating on water and boats, not trains. <laughs> <laughs> big, I don't know how I can boat. explain this any more clearly for you guys. <laughs> Aha, Steve, the travel writer. <laughs> It's like a thousand words in the review of Venice. It's just like, I don't know if you know. have
1: uh, <laughs> really common tourist destinations going, you won't fucking believe it. They've got this cathedral.
0: <laughs> I'd love to see reviews like that. No, yeah, it's great. Um, uh, every restaurant there serves. Didn't Matt Lees do a feature about Venice? He did. He yes, spoke a, got, lot got a lot about it. He's ever been to Venice, and yes, he has done a feature about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He spoke a lot about masks and glass. Yes. yes, those are two least interesting things about Venice. Matt, <laughs> Matt, well, whoa! And they were both focused in on with laser precision. <laughs> you really buried the lead on that one, Matt. Um, every restaurant serves pizza and pasta, and they will, if you ask for pineapple on it, they will come at you with a pizza wheel. No pizza wheels. I didn't see a single pizza wheel. They're purely wheel, no, for savaging so. people who ask for pineapple. It wasn't a pizza, pizza. wheel. Pizza a Pizza slice. So. Right, okay. Where you sort of roll it like a trundle wheel. I thought it was like a lazy Susan, but it's all made of pizza. I was like, that sounds fucking brilliant. And how are they coming at you with it, though? <laughs> Is Susan made of pizza. Yeah. Fucking okay, no. hell. There's pizza on top of it. Imagine a spinning Jane, Jenny made in. of tagliatelle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was Italy. That was good spinning jenny. Is that a real thing? Spinning, spinning jenny, jenny. Yeah, that's sort of yeah. thing. What, is that... They're not it's commonly
1: made out of tagliatelle, though. Is it
0: a, I know that. I'm it's a guessing. type of loom. How do you know that when you don't even
1: know if it is a thing?
0: Well, I'm guessing it's not made out of tagliatelle. I would comment. know about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is How related is it to a lazy Susan? Uh, from the sa- it's from the same era of... <laughs> <It's
0: the> same <laughs> family. Activity Innovative. and innovation. name. It's the same extended family as the lazy Susan... <laughs> <laughs> During the Industrial Revolution, they went through a phase of just naming a- everything in the format adjective woman's name. Yeah. Like breathy Brenda, It's <laughs> turned, in, turned into the steam train. <laughs> Fat Pat. But <laughs> well, I really like it if there was no alliteration involved. Like, that's how they're like, no, it cannot be an alliteration of any form. So breathy Brenda wouldn't have worked. No, no. Yeah, yeah bit... it can't rhyme, so no sweaty betties yeah. No sweaty yeah. betties That's another rule. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> Agnes. It was actually a hand dryer. I was yeah. thinking hand dryer. Genuinely. <laughs> you? Yeah. That's weird. We're on the same page. that's I like. oh, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Is that enough? <laughs> I can do a feature now.
1: chat is over. Now it's time to start the show.
0: And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's dermatitis awareness week as you all know this week is mental health awareness week (laughs) but i don't have a mental health i've got a dermatitis my name is steve hogarty and i've got facial dermatitis unlike popular modern diseases such as heart disease and depression, dermatitis happens on the outside of the body where people can actually see it, and so it's far more serious a type of illness. People cower from you. (laughs) That's why I'm launching a campaign to raise awareness of unchecked skin conditions and get people with communicable infections back to work where they belong, in the catering and food preparation (laughs) industries, handling and kissing all of the food. (laughs) Every day... Thousands of men and women might get a dermatitis and have to use a cream. I say might because I don't actually know how many people get dermatitis. It might be 10, or it might be a million billion. (laughs) Without opening another tab in Chrome and Googling how many people get dermatitis in the UK, there's simply no way of truly knowing. And that's why it's so important for people with a highly contagious skin infection to speak out, to make themselves heard, and to drag their scabby arms along a cold buffet before any guests arrive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dermatitis can take on many forms from mild discoloration of the skin around the eyes to an outbreak of boils and welts along the spine that burst open when pressed between the thumb and forefinger sending a fine mist of microbial bacteria into the air and dousing any nearby canapes <laughs> like some Geiger-esque crop duster. But whichever form the disease takes, we must not stigmatise those who live with the condition, nor should we prevent them taking on jobs, preparing salads, or rubbing the rims of pint glasses into their armpits. (laughs) Representation in television and popular media is a vital part of raising awareness of the effects of dermatitis. We all remember the standard storyline in which Dot Cotton got a bad rash and fed Ian Beale a foot-long sub over the course of 23 uninterrupted minutes. But contemporary audiences demand more complex depictions of this oft-misunderstood illness. For example, a TV detective scratching at her own forearm until the skin begins to flake off over a pyramid of ham cobs. <laughs> or a Eurovision entry that's just two men applying steroid cream to one another's legs, stopping only to dip their greasy fingers into somebody's margarito when they're not looking. <laughs> so this Mental Health Awareness Week... <coughs> Be careful not to become so aware of mental health that you become unaware of dermatitis and other infectious diseases of the skin and mouth and how it affects those whose only aspiration is to cough into bags of chips or take the buns off tiny burgers, lick the underside and place it back on top without telling anybody. Thank you.
1: Um, (laughs) Moving. Thank you for using the word "cob." That'll
0: really tickle our readers from Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, I, I did a couple of tweets about dermatizers. So, very good. Yeah. Didn't get many retweets, and I just thought... They're still good tweets, Steve. Yeah, but if it had been about mental health, they would have been doing mad numbers. Yeah, you'd be People on BuzzFeed. love that shit. you be on BuzzFeed right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, mate. That's not... Uh, it's not in. It's not in enough. It's not a cool... I'm not trendy enough for you, am I? My boils aren't trendy enough for you.
1: Where did you get your precisely get your dermatitis, Steve?
0: There. Oh, you've currently got it. He's yeah. In his eye. It's cleared up now. Uh. I had it. <laughs> Imagine if we'd gone. Oh my God, that's like a fucking disgusting. <laughs> What goodness. You must have been looking at me through the whole thing, going, "What where is, is it? <laughs> <at>? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it that? Why that is he asking for cut? Ooh, that nose thing. Yeah. What nose thing? <laughs>
1: still listening to Regular Features, the podcast that, between features, every week likes to include a bit of chat about breweries that ends up with abused orangutans. Go for it, lads. Do a bit of brewery chat, then segue into uh, orangutans that have been conditioned into a lifetime of abuse. Go on, then. Cheers.
0: We went to um, the Beaver Town Brewery the other day. Oh, that'd be nice. It's quite no-nonsense, but it's very good. Yeah, well, you don't know them fucking about it in the brewery. But you've got... Um, nonsense you, in a brewery. You've got a cute... Yeah, you've got basically get there like fucking half hour to an hour before they open. I oh, said so you've got to get it pretty fucking early to... <laughs> yeah, to get, <laughs> get on oh, no, <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not a brewery oh. down the road, is it? It's a, There's a huge new BrewDog pub. Oh, no, 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 Beaver Town. Oh, Beaver Town. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brewdog's got a huge new pub. Has it? Yeah. What is it? Where? Just down. What's the one? There's Venture Street and there's one that's underneath that. Really? Yeah. Well, it an actual Brewdog pub? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's oh. awesome. Because they stopped serving Punk IP downstairs and I really like that. But I hate Brewdogs, so it's, but their beers are nice. Yes, enjoy it's the annoying, beers. annoying, isn't it? you allowed to hate their corporate tone
1: and yeah. still enjoy their beers. It's fine. At what point, though, do you go, right, now I'm not allowed to enjoy it? The second... Pido stuff? If they actually fuck all the dogs. That... <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's where the dog's making that shape.
1: Yeah, go, <laughs> no, not my ass. I'm trying to make it... <laughs> yeah, they
0: Photoshop out angles. the dicks. <laughs> it does actually look like the dog is being spit-roasted in the brew dog cans. <laughs> yeah. So Actually, let me have a look at that dog.
1: He's making himself available, isn't he? He's <laughs> sucking off a man down... There's a man on his knees behind him and he's sucking yeah, off a man standing him? up.
0: That he's used to it. So he's like, as soon as he sees human walk into a room, he's like... There oh. we go. Oh, it's like those orangutans Get that present themselves them because they've been used as prostitutes. Have you ever seen this? What? Uh. When they rescue orangutans... I think, it might be an urban myth, but it might have happened a hundred times. It's when they the... <laughs> rescue... It's one or the other. It's just like, and then he walked in the room, and the, the reason his wife
1: found out he was fucking the orangutans <laughs> is because they kept going for his fly. <laughs> Uh, they found...
0: Uh, Give me Dad. Orangutans. I'm telling you a sad story. Sorry. Um, when they, like, liberated some town from bad people. <laughs> you were like, I'm telling you a sad story. <laughs> day, when they done liberated, they a liberated some liberated little town. town. Like in Far Cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, they had orangutans in cages and they came to rescue the orangutans. Yeah. And when they when they opened the cage, the orangutan turned around and presented itself to be <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Because they were basically fucking orangutans. What if it was just a sp- slut orangutan saw it saw it was just like victim no, blaming orangutan no but what I'm saying is, it's never been <laughs> fucked by a human before but it sees a new human and it's like oh I'm finally going to get fucked by a human but what I'm going to do is I'm going to pretend like it happens all the time and then they'll be like oh poor orangutan actually that's not a good She's play gonna by them because you yeah. are not going to get fucked yeah
1: Maybe she was concerned about her anal health And wanted you to check her out Could have been a man Could Could have been a
0: male orangutan that was getting done Can you pick
1: all the filth out of my arse for me please It's itching and I've got insects there
0: (laughs) I've got insects there (laughs) Not tonight love I've got insects (laughs) That's not going in
1: And as my dear old mama used to say, if a conversation ends with someone saying, well, that's not going in, then you should almost certainly put it on your podcast. Um, so, anyway, next feature then. Next feature, please. Thank you very much. Next feature. Time for the next feature. Good night. Ah, now it's time for my regular feature. I recently fell asleep listening to... Us. I thought I'd listen to the most... During my re- feature... <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like Stuart was away, so I took my phone into bed, plugged it in, and that feeling of immortality that comes from having a phone that's plugged right in. Yeah. Whoa, me and you can going to live forever, girl.
0: I thought you meant then, the fear of the immortality that comes from having a podcast of your own voice that will be around forever. Well, that's, Well, that's one thing as well, but yeah. I'm thinking
1: more of actually having a phone that will never run out of juice. Oh, okay, yeah. Fucking I think the battery, run and that. Just,
0: I've thought, the battery would degrade to a point over time where it would run out quicker than it's recharging. You know when you're trying to recharge your phone on, like, a, a car charger? Oh, okay, uh, yeah, like yeah. a yeah. car charger. Yeah. And you're using it, and it's charging, but the back, the percentage is still going down? Oh, fuck, that's... Honestly, you've taken away my one last shot at immortality <laughs> yeah. now. it be... You'd be using that phone in bed for five years, and then by around that point, it will start to degrade, and it's like it won't be able to charge anymore. And shit! I still wouldn't have listened to all of our back catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of it.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's exactly what ended up happening though. I um I played the most recent one because I wasn't in it, and I wanted to hear what you lads were talking to just case each you other about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously, I would need to say if you're saying Log couldn't be here because he's a fucking piece of shit mm. who <laughs> doesn't deserve. I can't a out. kiss on the lips <laughs> from <laughs> anyone, not even an ugly person no. hmm. well, I don't know what you're saying but as it turns out my podcast reader just trickled back through everything and as I faded in and out of sleep I was just honestly assaulted with memories I had the, the very strangest dreams about memories fading in and out, delirium kicked in at about 4am but I didn't have the wits to actually turn the phone off because it was just voices in
0: an empty room
1: It was a fucking nightmare. Wow, that sounds like
0: a fever dream. Like you were at random points in the night hearing your own voice dictating your memories to you. And
1: surrounded by my friends having unconnected thoughts. And I I just basically want to save any of the readers from having the similar (laughs) process of horror that I had by um, giving them a feature that they can go to sleep to. It's my lullaby feature, Hmm. and I hope... That the whimsical stylings of Ray Reardon talking about his favourite snooker cue, in a harmless way, a lovely little harmless way, like last of the summer wine, will send you off to sleep tonight. Hello, reader. I'm Ray Reardon, and I'm quite big in snooker, as I like to call it. And I'd like to tell you about my favourite snooker cue. It is as long as a good man is high and its aim is as true as the words of any guileless child. My story spans a week, and like any week, this one began on Monday.
0: There's big spiders on you, all on you. Hmm. On this
1: particular Monday, I decided to take my cue to the park, and I lay it flat on the ground while I had a go on the swings. Higher and higher I would go, until I felt that I would surely swallow the sky. My cue indulged me this pleasure, because it knew that later, I would be using it to knock some balls around on a green baize oblong, until all the balls were gone, and I would hold the cue above my head, like I was an ape preparing for battle. Your pillow is alive with filth. Tuesdays is Fish and Chips Day, so me and Steve Davis would take our snooker cues down to the new chippy that does wedges. Do you want any wooden forks? laughed the shopkeeper, knowing full well what we were about to say. No thanks, we'd laugh back, and then spend the next half hour skewering each other's wedges with our cues and feeding them to each other. Hell, is feeding yourself chips with a snooker cue. Heaven is dancing a wedge over a giggling Steve Davis's hungry lips, while he expertly nudges it to your teeth with a Cajun-dusted wedge of his own.
0: Your partner is sleeping too far away. They can't bear to be close to you. If you're sleeping alone, is it any wonder?
1: Snooker is forbidden on Wednesday. So I do not take my cue outside or congregate with other snooker legends in case we end up racking up and playing snooker with the tomato-shaped ketchup dispensers in the local calf. If that sounds suspiciously specific as an example, well, congratulations, Sherlock. I was indeed ticketed for forbidden snooker by an enforcement drone just last year. So now I choose to stay inside and ride my queue around the bungalow like it is a witch's broomstick. <laughs> I cackle to the royal Dalton Polstlin ladies that fill the shelves of my Welsh dresser. I'll get you, my pretties. Being a snooker player, I love pottery and pot plants. And of course my favourite food is a pot roast. However, I don't do marijuana because it sets a bad example. If you want that sort of material, listen to Hurricane Higgins. You're just
0: a vessel for the bacteria inside you. The illusion of free will is nothing more than retrospective justification for actions they've already made on your behalf. You'll never improve because you don't exist.
1: Thursday is double stooker day, so you can bet I'm up at the crack of dawn hugging all my snooker cues to my chest and running down the street to the local snooker hall. Ray Virgo, or John Virgo as I believe he's called, (laughs) racks up the normal number of balls and then the normal number again because it's double snooker day and I drop all my cues and get on my hands and knees looking for the best one. John does the same, although I note with interest that he has fewer snooker cues than me. Half out of pity, I let him double break while I whittled down my cues to a short list of my ten favorites. Before quickly staging an, elimina- an elimination event in my head that involves imagining the cues as ladies and quickly going through the lifespan of my relationship with each woman, choosing the cue with which I end up having the longest successful marriage. Today, it is Penelope, who taught me to love again after a passionate relationship with Chrissy. The previous cue, a relationship which quickly became possessive and hurtful. Chrissy didn't even share my love of snooker, which is pretty strange when you consider that she is actually a snooker cue. I might give her to John Virgo.
0: (laughs) Remember well these moments of terror. Remember them so they dance in the background while you relish your brief moments of peace.
1: On Friday,
0: I went scrumping with Dennis Taylor.
1: The local kids held out their jumpers and caught the apples we knocked off the tree with our snooker cues. Then, it's back to mine, where we eat the rotten alcohol flesh of our hall. And then, just like every Friday, we go to bed. Our bodies unravel into mist. Our thoughts dissipate through nonsense and into oblivion. Companionship and love The tools that we use to get ourselves through the day become toothless and impotent as the cast of characters that fill our waking lives are eliminated or replaced with bespoke parodies that can at any moment turn into birds and fly away while you remain stuck on the ground. The very last thing to disappear is my snooker cue. Seconds of peace. And now there's my mum with a massive wasp stinger coming out of her fanny. I will be hers for the next six hours. Please wake me with your noisiest jingle.
0: (laughs) That was great. What a lovely podcast. (laughs) What a fun little podcast. Oh, I do enjoy It's sunny, a little it's busy. nice. Yeah. You've had fucking hell, half a bottle of wine and more. <laughs> That's literally the least wine I've drunk in any podcast for the last <laughs> year. I think you're just confused because it's only been like twenty minutes. And you think you've got to get but you think you've got to get through all that by the end of a podcast, even though this is a bit of a short podcast. Maybe. Short but know. sweet. Short but sweet. Then there's certain,
1: certainly no reason to not go to our Patreon
0: page on this on the spread of the length well, of this podcast. I feel like with that level of BrewDog chat it's got to go up there oh it's got to go right in there yeah pay me for that Um, thank you very much for listening as if you like that the aforementioned Patreon page www.patreon.com forward slash regular features yeah we've just posted up some bonus content just for
1: the Patreons and uh, they I'm assuming they won't share it because they respect Their own privacy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and if we find out that you have shared it, we've got your addresses, and we'll put them all online. Yay! So it's it's like fucking full metal jacket where everyone gets punished if one person does something wrong. So if we see that document anywhere, everyone's address goes online. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that's how Patreon works. And we hope to maintain... I
1: hope to soon commit Steve to putting some extra content up there as well, like he did me. Thank you for doing that, Steve. I enjoyed writing that. It was a lot of fun. And I think well worth patrioting for
0: I think people will enjoy some of the you've written today. I might might, might put up my, my dermatitis thing. So that people can see... If you you liked it it so much that you'd like to read it again in your own voice. Perform it to your your friends. Yeah. (laughs) You could perform it to your friends and say, hey, guys, here's something I just thought was I wrote myself on the way here to meet you guys. Look how funny I am. Mm. I'm as funny as Steve. No, they won't say that because that'll throw them off the game a bit. But you could basically (laughs) pretend to be as funny as Steve with your friends by reading out Steve's feature to them. What a life you must lead, <laughs> <laughs> you crazy Patreon bastard. We've got a live show coming up. Did you know that? sooner than, I did. Sooner than I thought. Sooner than any one of us could ever have anticipated. <laughs> June 4th, the Canal Cafe Theatre at 7.30pm. Sharp! Yeah. You can find tickets at canalcafetheatre.com. It's going to be a real good one I... because uh, we've all got the summertime feelings we open the wind, we open those doors sometimes in the summer. Yeah, because it gets stiflingly hot, yeah. like really uncomfortable. Like, Wait, kind sh- of you'd regret ever having you... bought tickets no, to don't. I'm,
1: I'm going to wear shorts and you can draw on the back of my calves with a pen that I'll bring
0: in for you. That's, That's my good. deal to you. That's an unmissable deal. You don't fucking get out with my favorite murder, the Hammersmith Apollo. I don't know. I didn't go, but maybe you don't. I've got a couple of friends who did go and they said it was really, really uh, good. And
1: I Did they say went, that? Well, well, don't fucking tell me it's good. Was there any drawn on calves?
0: We'll soon. I'll, I'll get right
1: back onto you our, on that our, one. Alaska. I can't say there wasn't. I can,
0: I, can I read out the names of some of our most recent patrons who joined us? Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. They haven't consented to it, and I may be breaking GDPR rules. <laughs> Just do first uh, that's names. That's what we're all about, Just do B. first names. I won't give that the email address. <laughs> I'll compromise just with you f- just the full name the amount and whether we think that's enough I want you to come up with uh, a kooky fact okay. about each person how okay. about that okay I'm glad this has been sprung on us i most re- you can, you can, <laughs> you're funny guy. you can improvise can't you <laughs> well, we'll find out <laughs> David Mann played saxophone on Baker Street <laughs> <laughs> Debbie Duncan, cut my hair once, it was nice. David Mahoney, was filmed sucking a dog off <laughs> with Paul Daniels. <laughs> Stuart McPhail, you think that we would have gone for Mahoney guy being in the Police Academy films, but we didn't. David failed it. Low-hanging, <laughs> low-hanging fruit. <laughs> and finally, James Hewitt. Had a pint of spunk. Stomach pumped out of his guts. Isn't James Hewitt the
1: fucking dude who told on the royals? Isn't He's, that James Hewitt? James Hewitt is... Um, Isn't that oh, I'm surprised. He's a he's someone I know from Nottingham he works the, oh no, no I'm hey having told you where his name why don't I tell you where he
0: works <laughs> is that him do you reckon that's the same uh, one uh, yes I'm, I'm sure it is Yes, he's seen you walking around in ripped jeans and. No, I, yeah I've Ooh. got the order of the I've, I've sourced it entirely the wrong way yeah, I'm sure he's an Sweet. original James Hewitt's been with us since 2015 thank you James <laughs> <laughs> you, you've really done a lot to support the podcast <laughs> we'll be working our way through all, <laughs> all we'll be all we're gonna we do you. you all In a random order yeah. But um, David Mann Became a patron yesterday David <laughs> yeah. So that not Is correct <laughs> What's your middle name The Yes it is
1: Because you are Thank you for listening guys. And speaking as, as You are David Mann I bet you've never Heard that one before <laughs> What if he hasn't Oh I bet he's gone around Trying to make it His own nickname What a prick <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: D-Man It's there It's there Waiting We'll be back next week. I wonder if he's ever done that. Guys. Okay, sorry. <laughs> We're on the way out now. <laughs> We're wrapping it up. <laughs> if, you have, if you have David, I oh, don't blame you, mate. Fucking spot on. How much has David given us? Can be in, in, on your hand, and I'll tell you if we should be doing more or less. What's he given? Shut up. No. We've given him all that. Come on. Fucking <laughs> now? Yeah, I mean, the first payment hasn't even come through yet. This <gasps> oh. will be the first one that he pays for. He is making out like a fucking little bandit. <laughs> Thank you, David, for your support, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> we'll be back next week with more kooky fun from four cookie guys who just like to have fun and sometimes kiss. With you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular,
1: regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular features. I can't well believe I accused you of going for low-hanging fruit with Mahoney when I joined for D-Man. Yeah. <laughs> the lowest fruit of all. <laughs>